0: I'm Kaylee Arrett, and you're listening to episode 45 of Me When I'm Free. This is the podcast that ponders the question Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? And what would it be like to live into our unique design on behalf of the world? Let's explore these questions together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. This morning, as I sit on my patio before the usual school day hustle begins, A text pops up on my phone from a friend. She's sent me a couple pictures of pages from the book Deeper by Dane Ortland saying they made her think of me. I click on the images and zoom in to read the words. Sure enough they echo truth that I hold close and that she and I have recently discussed. Your salvation in the gospel is far deeper, far more wondrous than walking down an aisle or praying a prayer or raising a hand or going forward at an evangelistic rally. Your salvation is to be united to the living Christ himself. Ortland goes on to write, The glory of Christian redemption is that it is in union with Jesus that we are given back our true selves we finally begin becoming who we were truly created to be. In other words, it is only in union with Christ that you can grow into who God made you to be. I love these words. I also love that my friend felt prompted to send them to me, that she knew that they would be meaningful to me. Later on that morning, my boys and I read from an online devotional. One of the highlighted verses is 1 Corinthians 6 17. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. We, who are Christ's followers, are one spirit with him. He is glued to us and we to him. It is this union with Christ that invites us to become who he created us to be. Later this morning, I find myself scrolling through my phone. I search for that site someone in my Facebook community recommended. Soon I'm looking through all of her posts. She is inspirational, and her posts are a delight. And I suddenly hear that familiar whisper. Look at her. How organized she is, how much fun she appears to have. Why can't you be more like that? You are not as organized or as fun as she is. You are not enough. It's such a familiar tug that at first I don't even recognize it. I just allow myself to sit in this insecurity of the moment somehow thinking that these judgmental thoughts are helpful. Why can't you be more like her? But then I recognize what's happening. I'm comparing myself to a woman who gave me a brief, filtered, staged glimpse into her life. I am allowing the internet to show me who I am not, and the result is a sense of shame about who I am. Why do I, why do we do this? Friend, we need a better mirror. Henry Nowen writes in his book, Life of the Beloved, you have to keep unmasking the world about you for what it is. Manipulative, controlling, power hungry, and in the long run, destructive. The world tells you many lies about who you are, and you simply have to be realistic enough to remind yourself of this. Every time you feel hurt, offended, or rejected, you have to dare to say to yourself, these feelings, strong as they may be, are not telling me the truth about myself. The truth, even though I cannot feel it right now, is that I am the chosen child of God, precious in God's eyes, called the Beloved from all eternity, and held safe in an everlasting belief. I decided to head out to my patio again this afternoon. I had read about a practice earlier in the day, a form of a breath prayer that helps us to awaken to our oneness with Jesus' love. I wonder what it might be like to shut off the distractions and physically turn to Jesus in this way, rather than to allow the screen to be my mirror. I sink down into my chair, and I imagine Jesus doing the same, sinking down into the chair next to me. I begin to breathe slowly, carefully. As I inhale, I listen for the voice of Jesus saying a silent, I love you. The very air I breathe, a gift from him, reminding me of his nearness. As I slowly exhale, I whisper back silently. I love you, aware of his presence with me right there on my patio. For five minutes, I carry on this dialogue with him, breathing in his I love you, breathing out my I love you in response. I'm surprised by my picture of Jesus. In my mind, he is leaning forward, elbows on his knees, earnest in his tenderness. Eventually, thoughts begin to invade the space, reminding me of my to-do list or my lack of productivity, and I gently push them away and keep breathing, keep whispering, I love you. When I am done, the pull toward anything other than Christ's love as a mirror of who I am has lifted, his earnest love in its place. I find myself believing in my soul that indeed I am his beloved, united with him. Soon there will be more mirrors attempting to capture my gaze, more Facebook posts and Instagram images and comparisons and hurts and rejections and even achievements, and I will need to practice again. Each an opportunity to repent of the ways I seek to earn my worth apart from Jesus, and a reminder to turn back to his loving gaze as the true measure of my worth. Jesus can tell you who you are and who you are becoming friend because he created you, unique you. He can tell you that the truth, even though you cannot feel it right now, is that you are the chosen child of God, precious in God's eyes, called the beloved from all eternity and held safe in an everlasting belief. The more we become like Jesus, the more we will see ourselves and others through his eyes, fully chosen, fully precious, fully loved. And so today, friend, I leave you with these words and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Today, I'd simply like to invite you to enjoy this breath prayer practice with me. I'm going to hold this space for you for two minutes, but if you'd like to, you can pause the podcast to take more time. For the next two minutes, I'm going to invite you to find a comfortable space and close your eyes. If you'd like, you can leave a chair open next to you and invite Jesus to join you, knowing that indeed he is here. He is with us. Then quietly focus on your breathing as a way of slowing down. Breathe out. Be quietly aware of breathing out. Breathe in. Be quietly aware of breathing in as you inhale listen intently and hear Jesus silent I love you receive his love then as you exhale breathe out a silent I love you back to Jesus if you find that this phrase doesn't feel comfortable just yet for you You could consider another phrase like, I'm here, as a way of simply acknowledging and becoming aware of his nearness while offering yours in return. I'll hold the space for us and we'll let you know when our time is up. Let's begin. Let's pray. My prayer today is actually Jesus' final prayer before his crucifixion taken from John chapter 17. He is praying for all believers that they might experience his love through union with him. Instead of me, I'd like to invite you to imagine Jesus praying these words for you today. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Amen. for listening to this episode of me when I'm free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness and calling. I love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. Click the share button on the podcast. If you know a friend who needs an encouraging reminder That they aren't alone either. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.